I'm happy to be here. I'm so excited to be here. I'm happy, excited, but uh, I have a question for you. Do you desire a touch of heaven today? Do you desire a touch of heaven in your mind? A touch of heaven in your heart? Well, you guys, uh, I'm glad you guys made the first step. You guys show up. But your mind might be on the strip, and your heart might be on the strip too. Your mind might be at home dealing with that situation. Your heart might be at your work. Do you guys, are you guys understanding what I'm saying? Um, so I'm going to pray so we can truly be fully present, mind and heart, okay? Because... I do want and desire that God will speak to your mind and to your heart, but you got to be present. You got to be present. So you have control over your mind. You have control over your emotions, so make the decision to be present, okay? And God will bless you. God will speak to you. God will do a work in you, okay? So let's pray, and uh, let's start the, the message. Father, before we... Before I even speak, Lord, I surrender my mind to you, surrender my emotions to you. I even, I even desire to hear your voice and experience your presence, even though I'm speaking, Father. Father, I know there is so many hearts and minds that... Um, are desperate for a touch of heaven. And thank you so much. Thank you so much for inviting us and be glorified. And we pray these things in your name. Amen. So let's open the word of Genesis 1, 1 through 4. Let me open my clock so I can see my time. Uh, I'm just going to warn you. I hope and I think that my message is going to be short. That happened at the other service. <laughs> Who's clapping? <laughs> Why? So you can leave early and watch the game or whatever, you know what I mean? No, no, so, so we can actually uh, move into a time of worship in the presence of God, okay? So just be prepared. But go, go to Genesis 1, 1 through 4. Go to Genesis 1, 1 through 4. Do you guys have it? Genesis 1, 1 through 4. Okay. It says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was, how was the earth? Without form. It was uh, chaotic. There was no clear shape. You will not make sense of it. And what else? And boy, it was empty. And darkness was over the face of the deep. It was covering the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God, amen, the Spirit of God, what was He doing, family? He was moving over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was 
light. Let's pay attention to the power of His Word. That when He said, let there be light, there was light. And God saw that the light was good. Is the light good? Yes, it is. And God separated the light from the darkness. It's interesting, family, that God led me to this passage a couple weeks ago. While, while I was trying to understand life as a parent, we had a perfect year with our boy, Luca. He will go to sleep at 8. He will wake up at, no, he will go to sleep at 9 p.m. He will wake up at 8 a.m. for a whole year. It was weird the day that he would not wake up other than that time. So it was perfect for us. All the parents were like, are you struggling with sleep? No, we're fine. Our boy goes to sleep at uh, 9 and wakes up at 8. And, and he's so good at just playing games. He will stay on his play area and just stay there for a good chunk of time. So it was easy for us. But then the first year comes, and the first thing is that Sammy and I will talk about like, hey, babe, let's, let's establish healthy rhythms of life. Uh, before we start the day, let's just go into the presence of God so we can just be renewed, be strengthened. So I ask her what time, I mean, Luca wakes up at 8, so I was like, let's wake up at 7, okay? Let's wake up at 7 a.m. So we can have an hour of time with the Lord and time with each other. And we were so excited to take on the day, face on the day. All of a sudden at one year old, he started waking up at 7 a.m. And, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, okay, let's just... Let's just see if we can make it a couple of days like that. No, and we decided to wake up at 6. And he wakes up at 6. <laughs> and there was a time that he woke up at 4.30 and, and I told Sammy, Sammy, this is spiritual warfare. This is, this is, Luca is overtaking us. And we're still trying to figure that out. But, and then also he started walking. And the whole picture of him being still was gone. Like, he doesn't like his toys. He doesn't like being at place. He doesn't like to be hugged. He just walks around, and our house is tiled. So we're, like, we're waking up when he wakes us up, and we're chasing him. So there was a Sunday before coming to church to teach that God leads me to this word. And I'm like, Lord, that's how I feel. I feel that my life is not in order. I can't keep up with Luca. I can't keep up with my chores. I can't keep up with my responsibilities. I said that I was going to come to you, be filled with the Spirit, but he's waking up on random times. Lord, my life feels chaotic. And then I said, Lord, and I'm empty. I know that I should not get mad at my wife. I know that I should be patient with Luca. I know that I said that I was going to like stop and have times of silence, but I'm empty. And, and as God was leading me to that passage, I love that word that says, uh, but the Holy Spirit was moving over the face of the darkness of the waters. So do you, do you guys know what I did? I invited the Holy Spirit to move in me and move around us. If there is someone that can put your life in order, it's the Spirit of God. Amen. If there is someone that can fill the empty spaces, it's the Spirit of God. 
And that might be your life right now. Like your personal life feels chaotic. There's, there's scales in your mind. There's scales in your emotions. You can't... I mean, uh, an attended person cannot attend things. Does it make sense? And, and you feel that there's scales. And not only that, but you might feel empty. Can't even function at work. I can't even function at home. I can't even function during the Sunday service. Like, I can't even... Stay awake. That might be that there's something wrong, right? But I got good news to you. We can invite the Holy Spirit to move in us and around us. He can put things in order. He can fill those empty spaces. But it has to happen in the light. It has to happen in the light. Once again, it has to happen in the light. No one can work in the darkness. I'll, let's say, as the ushers, hey guys, can you guys organize the shares? But this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask everybody to just throw the shares randomly. Throw some shares here. Some over there. Some over there. And turn on the speakers. Turn off the lights. Would it be easy for the ushers to put everything in order? impossible to do those things in the dark. So I love that the first thing that God says is let there be light. So if that's your life right now, I have good news. Let's welcome daily, constantly on Sundays, let's welcome and ask the Holy Spirit to move in us, move around us. He can put things in order. He can fill those empty spaces John 16, 13 to 14, it says, uh, it's on the screen, when the spirit of truth, the spirit of what? Truth comes, what is he going to do? He will guide you into all what? Truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he what? Hears, he will speak. That's why it's so important, family, that when you're here, you practice James that it says, quick to, slow to, slow to, anger. Quick to, slow to, and I might even say, like, slow, like, you, you got to shut your mind, because your mind can speak a lot, and it might be interfering from Hearing the words of God to you that says, I love you. Every Sunday I might be saying, God loves you. God wants to do a new work in you. But there is nothing like hearing the voice of God that says to you, I love you. And that you're able to hear it and respond. But whatever he hears, he will speak and he, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take me, take what is mine, and declare it to you. When we ask and we allow the Holy Spirit to move in us and around, uh, around us, he will always lead you to the truth. He will always lead you to the truth. He, he, he is the spirit of truth. That why he, that's what he does. And when, I, when I'm talking about like lead you to the truth, this is the first thing. You want to fix things? You want to put things in order? You want to fill those empty spaces? The first step is 
Lord, show me my true condition. Show me the reality of my state. God cannot work in the lies. Before he leads you to the truth, there has to be an honest assessment of this is the condition of your soul. This is the condition of your mind. This is the condition of your marriage. This is the condition of your finances. Because if we are trying to fix things based on a lie, it won't happen. So the first thing that the Spirit of God does in our life, it's just in a lovingly way, He shows us the condition, the true state of what's truly happening. He knows the true state of America. He knows the true state of, of your marriage. He knows the true state of your thought life. He knows the true state of your emotional life. He knows the true state of your beliefs. He knows everything. And, 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 and not only he will lead you to the reality of things, but he will also lead you always to the truth, the truth of God, which will always lead you to Christ. Because uh, you have to understand why we have to come out of the darkness. Because where there is darkness, there is lies. And you have to understand who's the father of lies, who's the genesis of lies, who's the source of those lies, Satan. Satan is a thinker. Satan is a thinker. What the world speaks, if it's a lie, comes from Satan. And the purpose of Satan is to kill, steal, and destroy. He speaks. That's why when we come and when we, go, when we go to the Lord, we have to welcome. Spirit of God, move in me. Move around me. Lead me to your truth. Lead me to reality. Lead me to Christ. John 14, 26 says, but the helper. What's his name? The helper. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things and bring you to remembrance all that I have said to you. Not only the Spirit of God will lead us to the truth, but He will also teach us. Do you know why a lot of us currently are in a mess? Do you know why a lot of us are actually creating the mess? Do you know why a lot of us are not fixing things? Because we need to be taught by the Spirit of God what is true, what is right, what is just, what is pure, what is lovely, what is good, what is excellent. You cannot bring goodness if there is a not good mind. Does it make sense? So the first thing is, yeah, he leads me to the truth, but he also teaches me. We got to be humble. We got to be humble. And the most important thing, I want to give this word to you guys. A lot of you guys are currently in a mess because just life happens. And a lot of you guys have the right knowledge, have the right people around you guys, but you guys are hurt. You guys are broken. You guys are depressed. You guys are defeated. What I'm saying is your mind, it's in the right place, but your heart can't get up. And the Holy Spirit, His name is the comforter, the encourager. 
He can heal your heart. He can cry with you. He can walk in the process with you. He's the paracletos, the one who walks alongside of you. That you see where you should go, but you have no strength. He cries with you. He mourns with you. He's the Holy Spirit. And He will help you. He will come for you. He will restore you. He will bring life to those bones. He will erase those memories. He will bring a new life. And you will be able to get up. He is the Holy Spirit. So when life is a mess, when life hits, we welcome who? The Holy Spirit. To move in us and around us. Yes, He will lead us to the light. He will teach us the truth. But don't forget this. He will comfort you. He will motivate you. He will encourage you. Amen? Amen. Now, when you are ready, when you're ready, or when you're ready to get to work, we, gotta, we have to welcome and ask the Holy Spirit to give us wisdom. Right? Do you know that one of the most strong arguments for the existence of God is the fine-tuning argument? I mean, the brightest mind will truly say there is intelligent design, there is wisdom in this place called creation. It doesn't make sense. But the evidence tells me there's wisdom. There's wisdom. And you know who created the heavens and the earth? God, through His Spirit, but in His wisdom. In His wisdom. Think about it. Don't be discouraged. Can't fix your marriage? Look at who created the heavens and the earth. There's a lot of wisdom there. You can't fix your habits? There's wisdom in the Creator. You can't fix your financial situation? There's wisdom in the Creator. Isaiah 11.2 says, And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Talking about the Spirit of God resting on Jesus. The Spirit of what, it says? Wisdom. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding. The Spirit of counsel and might. The Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. I have, I have an, a word of encouragement to you. The same Spirit that dwell and that was upon Jesus Christ dwells in you. Dwells in you. And Jesus said this, greater than Solomon, greatest man on earth, greater than Solomon is him. So you have the spirit of wisdom. You have the spirit of wisdom. So when life is chaotic, when there is no order, when you feel empty, two things, family. We welcome the Lord. We welcome the Spirit moving me and around me. And Spirit of God, give me wisdom. Now, what do we do practically? There is a process from chaos to order. There is a process from emptiness to fullness. And you take part of it. And, and I'll tell you something. Look, you can hear the greatest theology. You can hear the greatest message. But if you don't put it into practice, it's vain. It's vain in your life. You want to see God's wisdom manifested Put the word into practice. Simple as that. Simple as that. You might have the brain of a scholar, but your walk with Christ might be like my son, Luca. Right? 
I might be the greatest scholar, I have all the information, but my walk with the Lord looks like Luca with the big diaper, like this, can't even clean my own mess, right? And how can we make that connection? Put into work the Word of God. Don't be a hearer, be a what? Doer. Try it. That's wisdom, family. So what's the process? The process is on Romans 12, 1 to 3. Because that's your part. That's your part. You're gonna, you're gonna, we're, we're going to ask the Lord to move in us and around us at the end of the message. We're going to ask the Lord to give us wisdom. Lord, hey, I reject my human wisdom, which is evil, satanic, and worldly, and I'm going to wait for what? The wisdom that comes from above. But I'm willing, Father, to be obedient and do my part. Romans 12. Are you guys ready? Based on all that you know. Based on all the messages from Pastor Derek. Based from all the podcasts that you hear. Based from all the books that you read. And most important, based on the Word of God, this is what I want you to do. Paul says to us, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the what? Has God been merciful to you? He's merciful. His mercies are good, new every morning. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God. The first thing that he's asking us to do is what? To present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual what? Worship. That's why I told you guys, when you come here, if you truly want to experience God, truly want to worship, I can't just have you present in your body. I need your mind to be here and your heart to be here. Right? Now, if you're still struggling, and the whole message, you're like, Thinking about a situation, thinking about something, your heart is leading you to something that happened or something that gets to be, we can, we can pray for you. You need help. And God will help you and, and we will help you, you know? The first thing that we see is to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Verse 2, it says, do not be what? Conformed to this world. You have to understand something. The world, which comes from the thinker, Satan, is full of lies. Full of ideas, beliefs, menus that go against the character, the heart, the mind of God. And the world has the power to influence you, impact you. To the point that Paul says to believers, do not be what? Conform. Conform. Shapen up by the world. And everything starts here with the mind. You have to start taking control of your mind and submit it to God. Take every thought what? Captive. To the obedience of Christ. Hey, that thought, Lord, is not from you. You're greater than that thought. I take control of that thought, submit it to you, Lord. I mean, if you have your phone open, the world is speaking daily. If you have TV open, if you have your ears open with your friends, family, the Mexico City is noisy. It can produce anxious minds, anxious hearts. Do not be conformed to this world, but be what? Transformed. How are we transformed? By the renewal 
of your mind. That by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So what's the perfect process from chaos to order? First of all, do you believe that actually God can fix your chaos and bring it into order? I mean, if you don't believe, let's just get out of the room and... <laughs> do you believe? I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I, I went on a, on a furlough for seven weeks, and I experienced that. I experienced what happens when someone stops. There is a before and after. There is power. There was no hope, now there is hope. There was brokenness, now there is joy. There was confusion, now there is clarity. There was no strength, now there is strength. For those who wait, who stop, and come near to the Lord. So what's the process? The first thing, family, to take this process from chaos to order is you got to stop. You got to stop. Uh, the United States, it's a great country. I love this country. But if there's something that I have realized about the United States, it never sleeps. It never stops. It never sleeps. It never stops. We can't fix a car going 100 miles per hour. It's impossible. It's impossible to fix a car going 100 miles per hour. We have to stop and yield control of our bodies, of our minds, of our hearts, over everything to our Lord. Second thing, we have to resist the enemy while we yield control because the enemy will speak. The enemy is a thinker. He's the thinker of lies. He will speak to you, my brother, and will say, you're not that good. You're not going to make that happen. Or you can do it on your own strength. There's no time for that. There's no time for the Lord. Hey, next time. Do you hear what they say? Do you hear what they're saying about you? The thinker speaks lies. So not only we have to stop and yield control, but we have to resist who? Resist the enemy. It's a command with a promise that when we resist the enemy, he will flee. He will always will flee. Do you guys remember when Satan was tempted? When Satan was tempted? When Jesus was tempted? Do you, I'm testing you guys if you guys are listening. Do you guys remember when Jesus was tempted? 40 days, 40 nights. I mean, think about the temptation. First bring the body temptation, the desires of the flesh. Are you hungry? Make the stones be bread. The second thing was the, 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 the mind. Hey, God will not take care of you. Throw yourself. See if he takes care of you. And the last thing was the heart. Hey, worship me and I'll give you everything. Did Jesus spoke the word in his mind? No, he spoke the word out loud. Because the enemy cannot listen to your mind. So you got to speak the word of God. Do you remember when, when Jesus was this almost, was, Peter was trying to deceive Jesus? He pulled him aside, and then Jesus pulled him aside and said, bro, get away from me. Who? Satan. Don't be scared. It's not crazy to speak the word of God out loud, especially if the enemy is tempting you, especially in, if the enemy is condemning you, especially if the enemy is distracting you, especially if the enemy is deceiving you. You have to do and practice the word of God and speak the word out loud. 
I'm standing in the promises of God, and God says this. So enemy, you have to flee because of the word of God says, and Jesus is greater than you. Greater is he who lives in me than the one who is in the world, and he will flee from you. Resist the enemy. During this furlough, we started to practice those things. And you know what happened? Those things started. It stopped coming. Feeling of anger, lust, pride, thoughts of condemnation. When we started resisting out loud, saying the word of God, those things stopped coming. So when... The process from chaos to order, the first thing is you got to stop. We can't fix a car 100 miles per hour. You have to yield control and resist the enemy. And while you do that, I want you to do, I want to encourage you to do the things, the, the two things. The first thing that I want you to do is be still before the Lord. Be still before the Lord. We struggle to quiet our soul. Be still before the Lord. See that He's good. See that He loves you. See that He's able. And as you do that, you will draw near to Him and He will draw near to you. And the second thing I want you to do, and I'm encouraging you to do if you want to get from chaos to order, is that as you come to the light, I'm sorry, but I'm going to tell you something. You're going to start seeing the darkness and the lies that might be in your mind and in your heart. It's okay. With God, it's a safe place to show our our true colors. He's not scared of it. He's not scared and hiding from those. He sent his son on the cross to die and put those things away. So when you come to the light, be honest, be real with him. Jesus, God says in his word, God says in Psalm 51 that God loves truth in the intimate. He loves truth in the intimate. And in the secret, he will allow you to gain wisdom. Don't be scared. So when you draw near to him, if he shows you darkness or lies, first, be gripped by it. Confess it. Call it what it is. And what's going to start happening? You're going to start going into this process of the renewing of the mind. You're going to start renouncing the lies that you have believed. You will start renouncing the practices from the evil that you have learned. That's true repentance. You renounce the lies so you can believe the truth. So you can receive the truth. So as you are renewed, there is two things that you're going to experience. And this is the beauty of it. United States, it's one of the most powerful, important countries in the world. So we're good at doing things. We're, good, we're doers. But spiritual transformation, it's not up to you. It's, through, it's up to the Holy Spirit. So as you're quiet, drawing near to Him, being still, being real, you start renewing your mind, you will start noticing that there's someone else doing a work in you. Someone is putting things in order in your life. Someone is filling those empty spaces. For God's glory. Someone is doing the impossible hard work of transformation. And the beauty is that after that, you will see clearly His will. We're so anxious about knowing His will, knowing His will. 
There's a process. You cannot know his will if your mind is full of lies, if your heart is full of bitterness, if your heart is full of hatred. At the end, you will see clearly with the mind of Christ, with the heart of Christ, what is his will. And you will not be afraid, sister. With confidence, you will put those things into practice because you have walked with God, you have seen him work, and you see clearly his will. Why? So we can make choices by faith and not by sight. You hear me? So we can make choices by faith, not by sight. We're not our emotions. Our emotions doesn't lead us. We're not our thoughts. Our thoughts doesn't lead us. We are of Christ, and Christ leads us. So our mind is submitted to him, and our emotions are submitted to him, and our will is submitted to him. And what we're starting to notice is that the spiritual transformation, he's working those things, and we're able to see his will so we can do his will, so we can act and make choices according by faith and on my size. And you know what's going to happen? He will start using you to put things in order and fill those empty places where it's needed. He will start using you to put things in order and fill those places needed. That might be in your marriage. That might be in your family. That might be at work. That might be at school. That might be at church. That might be in this city. We're kingdom makers. We're of Christ. But we have to understand that before we even do something for the Lord, it got to be from the Lord. And that we believe that there is a gospel that truly transforms people, that truly transforms minds, that truly transforms hearts for his glory. Do you believe that he can take your chaos into order? Do you believe that he can truly fill those empty spaces? We're going to do something different today. We're just going to have a time of worship. And the first thing we're going to do is we're going to just welcome the Spirit intentionally. If you're desperately need a move of the Spirit, just welcome Him. Spirit of God, move in me. Move in me. Move around me. Move in my family. Move in me. Move around me. Ask for His wisdom. But if you want his wisdom, you have to reject the wisdom of men. And that might be the thing that is making things worse. You don't understand it. You want to make things work. There's two wisdoms, the wisdom of men and the wisdom of God. So I'm going to have the ushers or the follow-up team be at the front. And whoever is desperate and, and just want to say, Lord, I'm honest. Take my life that is a chaos into order. Allow me to experience and taste the promises that I read in the Bible, that I hear from Pastor Derek every Sunday, that there can be someone going from darkness to light. I want that real where family in me, in me. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Do you believe in the gospel?